0: And then I I looked down at my face. Hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys No, it does not. I think it does. Well, we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for my listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to win $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 101 odds on any American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 101 odds on an offer doesn't like this doesn't come around often so sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get in on all the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook, it's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use the promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins the medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 to $100 in free credits for a limited time only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, new customers only, or restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, hockey fans alike, Kings fans alike, and welcome to episode 65 of season two of the Kings Den, as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us here on again this episode, episode 65 of season two of the Kings Den. And this is a big one, folks, because. The moves in the NHL lately. What a week it has been. Well, last episode, of course, we talked all about the NHL expansion draft, the team, uh, the Seattle Kraken, what they did, their moves, taking Curtis McDermott, of course, from your LA Kings. He's now a part of the Seattle Kraken. Well, now the draft happened. The entry draft has happened. What a draft your LA Kings had. Did an absolutely Had just had an absolutely great draft, executed their plan perfectly. Rob Blake, head scout, head scout Mark Unetti, they did an absolutely fantastic job with their draft. And this is a team that we know we've talked about at length, best prospect pool in hockey. That like Mark Unetti and all of his workers just do an amazing job. All the scouts they just do an amazing job, and there's a reason why the Kings have the best prospect pool, and they had a plan going into this draft, and they executed it perfectly. They went into this draft with, I believe, seven draft picks. They executed their plan, moved up to get players that they wanted, and they executed it perfectly. Rob Blake couldn't have done it any better. They came out with four players from the draft, and they did it absolutely perfectly. It was a great, great weekend for your LA Kings. Let's start at the NHL entry draft. And like I said, it was a good draft, man. It was a lot of fun. Friday was one of the best days in the NHL in a long time that I can remember until the very end. We will get to that later. But, like, that was a lot of fun, that draft. A lot of fun until the very end. But, man, it was fun to watch. Owen Power, of course, went first overall to the... Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo has been very active as well. Uh, Matthew Veneers went second overall to Seattle. Uh, M- Mason McTavish went way up. And again, this was a draft we talked about where there was, after Owen Power and kind of Matthew Veneers, it was kind of a crapshoot. Anyone could have gone anywhere. The biggest press me was a lot of people, including me, I talked about it at length, were in on Jasper Wallstadt, the goaltender. People had him going as high as six to... Uh, to Detroit, he fell down to 20th. The Minnesota Wild took him at 20th. That was one of the shocks to me at the draft. But uh, you see people going up, and some people there are some players that people really liked. Mason McTavish, McTavage, he was kind of one of those guys. Could have bounced around. I saw him a lot around the 10 mark. Anaheim takes him third overall. Luke Hughes, the youngest Hughes brother, drafted fourth overall, joining the middle brother, Jack, in New Jersey. What a story that is. Of course, Quinn Hughes, the older brother, the great defenseman for the Vancouver Canucks. And you got to think, man, you got to think that's very cool. You have three American brothers all drafted in the top 10 in the NHL. First time it's ever happened. Just a very, very cool thing. Very cool thing. Luke Hughes goes number four. The reaction by Jack Hughes was insane. Of course, Jack and Quinn were sitting right beside Luke when he got drafted. Jack went insane knowing that he gets to play with his brother. And also, you guys know, I'm in Vancouver. I watch a lot of Canucks hockey, that was, that, like, Quinn's reaction was just as good, and you don't see that kind of emotion out of Quinn that often, so that was very cool to see, very, very cool to see. Kent Johnson goes number five to Columbus, I really like this player a lot, and he's that good, I th- there's a reason why he went number five overall, Uh, S- Simon Evanson to... Detroit at 6th overall. William Eckblad, He's going to be a stud. He went to San Jose 7th overall. And then you get to your LA Kings. Who take Brent Clark. The defenseman. 8th overall. A great pick by Rob Blake. And the LA Kings. Brent Clark. 8th overall. To the LA Kings. He won gold with Team Canada at the 2021 Under-18 Men's Championships. He had 7 points in 7 games. 2 goals and 5 assists. He was 4th. In amongst defensemen in that tournament in points. In the 2019-2020 season before COVID hit, he put up 38 points in 57 games with the Barry Colts of the OHL. Six goals and 32 assists. This is a d- dynamic defenseman that the LA Kings have got here, and it's a lot of fun that they got this guy. It's, I think it's a great pick. Great pick for the LA Kings taking Brent Clark in the first round and Clark he got asked he got interviewed afterwards obviously and he talked about the process of talking to teams and talking to the Kings and stuff like that and Clark said I talked to them a good amount of times and they really liked me we did some video too I broke down some plays for them they wanted to see what I saw in situations it was cool I'm really happy that I got to talk to them that much and I was and I was just really happy they were great to me in the entire interview process I'm, a, I'm ecstatic to be an LA King so Brent Clark Super happy to get drafted by the LA King. That's kinda neat that the uh that the Kings brought him in and went over video with him and went over plays and situations. That was that's a cool thing that the LA Kings did. So Clark very happy to be an LA King and as the, we continue to talk about uh Brent Clark, he got asked about himself pretty much and he said, I feel I feel like I'm a very creative player, I'm patient with the puck. I feel like i made the right decision every single time and that's something I pride myself on. I don't want to be the last line of, of defense a lot. You can't make mistakes or it winds up in the back of your net more often than not. I pride myself on getting pucks quick, up quick. I pride myself on making good first passes but I do have that creative asset. I can throw those fakes in to throw those forwards off sometimes or I can throw those fakes in to get shots through from the point. I feel like I'm just something it's just something I'm good at and like I said I'm poised and patient with the puck I think those are some of my best attributes and something I hope to prove to LA Kings fans sometime soon so again this is another dynamic defenseman that the Kings have here maybe the next Drew Doughty that there are some comparisons in there but again just a great pick and then Clark also went on to say w- what he needs to improve on and he said I feel like I just need to put on more weight be stronger be more explosive that that's all stuff that I know I have to do situations when maybe it's a two on two guys trip the puck around me, I can be more explosive with those first two steps, get uh get to the puck in the corner and make a good breakout pass. Instead of having that guy right on me. I feel like stuff like that I feel like stuff like that can help with my well rounded game. So Clark knows he has stuff to work on. He does and he's excited to be at LA King. Very, very excited. Shows great work ethic, great determination and he's very excited and he has a great guest, like I just explained, a great grasp on his own skills and weaknesses and he's not afraid to talk about him either and that's great that's what you want out of a player that's awesome to see that out of brent clark and you talk about so so before i go on that's brent clark now let's get to the rest of the draft let's get actually before even the rest before day two even started rounds two through seven LA kings made a trade and they made a few trades on this day, but they made just a an AHL trade essentially, as they acquired Braden Burke and Tyler Steven, uh, Steenberg Steenbergen, sorry, from the Arizona Coyotes for Cole Holtz and uh, Boko Amama. So just kind of an AHL trade, for lack of a better phrase, Braden Burke and Tyler Steenbergen, great name by the way, to Arizona for Boko Amama and Cole Holtz. Holtz, he could be a player, but. Again, you got to make trades sometimes, and the Kings wanted this one. So, a little bit of depth up front at the AHL level making that trade. And then, okay, then you go to the draft. And the Kings director of scouting, mentionable already, Mark Cunetti. Last season, he called the Kings draft exponential. This year, he called this season his favorite draft ever because the Kings had their plan, and they executed it perfectly. They wheeled and dealed to get the player that they wanted. They went into it with, what was it, seven picks. They left the draft with only four picks made, but they made trades to get what they wanted. And Unetti explained, things fell into place for sure. And especially after seeing the first and the calls that were made last night, there was a lot of optimism on our side of being able to implement the type of strategy. We had been talking about it for quite some time over the last couple of weeks leading up to the draft. How we wanted to implement a more aggressive, a more move-up-centric st- uh, strategy. And that plan worked out. So, it was a unique style, obviously. But it had to be a unique draft because you haven't really seen these guys play that much. So, what the LA Kings did is they honed in on players and they wanted to be aggressive. So, what they did is when it was time for to move up to get a player that they wanted, they did that. They absolutely did that. So, for... Example, the LA Kings had the 49th overall pick in the second round. They traded 49th overall and hundred and thirty six overall to Ottawa to get the 42nd overall pick. And with that pick, they picked Francisco Pinelli, And this was a steal for the LA Kings. An absolute steal. This kid was projected late first round. And the Kings got him at 42. And this kind of reminds me of the Canucks a few years ago. When... They got Niels Hoaglander, who just had a great rookie year for them. Hoaglander was supposed to go mid late first round, and he fell to them at 40th or something like that. So, again, that's the same sort of thing. Francisco Pinelli just falls to the LA Kings as the Kings take him 42nd overall. He had 13 points, 11 points in 13 games last season. He ranked fourth in, uh, sorry, he ranked fourth in points among OHL rookies in the 1920 season with the Kitchener Rangers having four, or totaling 41 points in 59 games. And he won gold at the with Canada at the World Under-18s as well, playing with Brent Clark. And he had 11 points in seven games in that tournament. Dynamic forward for the Kings. He's a guy that can really make an impact on on this team in the future. And then the Kings still stayed aggressive. We'll get to... Or no, let's stay with Pinelli. Pinelli he's a guy that, again... Yannetti and Rob Blake were really happy that they got him. Really happy that they got him. Yannetti went on to say about Pennelly. He said, Here's a guy who was projected in a lot of top 15, 20 by multiple lists, and we started to see him fall. We started to formulate a plan to get to get up to him. There's a guy who is higher skilled. His skill is always thought of as a, at a higher level. If he can address his deficiencies you're penciling in a top six winger if not better he would slot in slightly under kaliev who we have the, the benefit of a couple years of information he's a playmaker he's slightly different in how he does how he does it but in terms of his tools he would slot in the higher end of our prospects so again the kings did a great job of penciling who they wanted targeting who they wanted and going after it and it was awesome to see it and they did this all day long because they traded like i said 49 and 136 to get to 42. And then just after that, they went and got another second round pick by trading uh, by acquiring 59 from the Carolina Hurricanes for picks 72 and 109 in the draft. So they they moved up to 59th overall and traded 72nd and 109th overall to go get Samuel Hellenis. Again, great name, Samuel Hellenis, who played overseas last season he represented finland in the 2021 world juniors and had four points in seven games in the tournament uh where finland uh finished with the bronze medal of course in the tournament and over in Liga for jyp he played in his first season and had 14 points in 54 games and Yannetti talking about uh helenis said the kid is already an NHL skater and he hasn't even come close into growing into his own body. When his body catches up to his feet, we look at him being an above average NHL skater and he's six foot six. He plays a hard, heavy game. He leads with compete and physicality to go along with his skating. If you watched him at the World Juniors, his offense is certainly not the primary aspect of his game. He possesses a really good shot. When you start looking at the third line in terms of creating offense, you usually see a little bit more individual individualistic. You see more direct plays going to the net. A kid like this, who can get to those areas and use his size and a shot to provide secondary offense, that kind of fills in the way we view a middle six in terms of trying to find an offense there. So again, great pick by Helen Assar again. Not the most offensive guy, but a guy that does have a good shot and a guy that can be a third line a be on the third line and use that big body. Likes to throw it around as well again. Six foot six, he's gonna be able to throw that around for the LA Kings. And you need big guys like that. That's uh, again. Just another great. Great pickup for the LA Kings. In in that regard. And then they move on up again. As they trade. As they trade 89. And 180. 168 overall. To move up to 84th. And with that. They. Uh, they drafted. Kareel. Sorry. I you guys know, I don't know great with names, Kirill Krasanov, Krasanov, who played in the KHL last year made his KHL debut only had 3 assists in 29 games. He represented Russia at the 2021 World Junior Hockey Championships, had 2 points in 7 games, and of course he's Russian, he lost in the bronze medal game to Finland. And here's another great pickup for the LA Kings as again, they did their plan, they uh, they moved up and were aggressive when they had to be. And he said, talking about this kid, he said, uh, "Yanetti, sorry, said, really strong defensive game, very mature game that way. He has some physicality, though it manifests itself a little bit more in a heavy presence and ability to... Cur- to control opponents rather than a run you over type of physicality very good straight line skater this 18 year old kid who played in the khl and he played real minutes then he goes to the world juniors and he becomes their number one defenseman in our opinion by the end of the tournament he was able to play the exact type of game we like in that type of role as a young kid against the highest level of competition he could possibly play against then you throw in the fact that he moves the puck quickly we like his hockey sense. so again another great pickup on the back end for the L.A. Kings and and again this just great draft that they had and then that was it for them for the draft as just the four picks Clark, uh, Helenus, Pinelli and uh, Kurzanoff again a great draft for Rob Blake and Mark Yannetti and the L.A. Kings this is this is something that the Kings are passionate about right because they're so good at it they're so good at the draft process. And it is just, it's it's so much fun to watch, and it gets you excited because we're seeing that the we're seeing the young kids start to come up, and this just these guys just add to the already insane prospect pool that your L.A. Kings have. So it's it's a very cool thing to see on a very great draft that the L.A. Kings had, a very great draft that the L.A. Kings had. And Rob Blake went on to say that they weren't done. He said, uh, he said this after round one. On Friday night, he said, At different times, you field calls and you put feelers out there and you can see what what can be available. We're trying to get into as many conversations as possible and we also know we have certain needs we want to stay within and strengthen and obviously make the team better with everything we're doing. So again, it's not for a lack of trying for the Kings. They are working on things. And Rob Blake also noted that the Kings are in a position where we are looking, trying to get up well, I get up a spot or two which they absolutely did and they also and he also went on to say we look to add more and we're going to explore all the options as we have from the time that we could we zeroed in on victor early in the sequence arvidsson obviously and talking with nashville and understanding the deal that was in front of us we thought it was important to have that type of player obviously with the work and the skill and the scoring ability and the ability to play in the top six on our Team So Rob Blake loves the acquisition of Arvidsson as well, and he's looking to be aggressive. And there's a lot of things that Rob Blake can do, but I want to get to that in a second because, first of all, there was another piece of business that Rob Blake took care of on Saturday after the draft. And that was they re-signed Trevor Moore to a two-year deal with an AAV of $1.875. Million dollars, so Trevor Moore back in the fold again. A great signing, I think. I had him at like two, maybe two and a half million. They get him at under two million. That is a great deal for the LA Kings. Moore again, he's from California. He grew up a Kings fan. It's nice to see him in a Kings jersey. He's still just 26 years old. He set single season career highs on all major categories last season with 23 points, 10 goals, 13 assists. First 23 points in fifth in all 56 games. He's one of the guys to play in all 56 games. And of course, he just won bronze with Team USA at the World Juniors, or sorry, at the World Championships a couple months ago. So again, a great piece of business re-signing Trevor Moore, getting that extension done because again, he was a guy that was a great player for the Kings last year, a great player, and he showed that he wanted to be a part of this team, and he proved that he can play in the NHL. And he's again local kid, and that was a great deal for the LA Kings to be doing that great deal for the LA Kings to be making those moves and and to be re-signing Trevor Moore so your LA Kings had a great draft obviously and they got business done by re-signing Trevor Moore and they took and they did a small AHL trade as well now that's the King's point of view I'll get back to the Kings in a second because we're in the buyout window the Kings said there won't be any buyouts but also free agency is about to start I want to get to that in a second because before that I want to talk about some of the moves that happened before the draft. And I also want to get into the end of the draft and how shitty that was as well. But let's get to some of the moves that happened before the draft. And there were so many. It was so quick. And I want to start with the one that's kind of in the division. Well, I guess Arizona's not in the division anymore, but they were. So I'm going to start with that one. Ferrick Ekmelarsson goes, and Connor Granlin, who's really the piece on the deal, go from the Arizona Coyotes to the Vancouver Canucks. Yes, it finally happened for JB Eagle, Antoine Roussel, Louis Erickson, the ninth overall pick, which is Vancouver's, again, the one behind Arizona. There was also a second round pick and a seventh round pick thrown in there for the next few seasons. So Oliver ekman Larson finally gets traded to Vancouver. He said Vancouver or Boston. He finally gets traded to Vancouver. And Connor Granlin, he immediately fits in Vancouver's top six. And all of a sudden, Vancouver's looking good. They're kind of, they know they had a bad year last year. They're kind of in a win now mode. Because Benning's ass is kind of on the line. GM, general manager Jim Benning of the Canucks. His ass is kind of on the line in Vancouver. Had to be aggressive. Shedded some salary. Arizona retained some of OEL's contract. As well. So again, that was big, but it'll be interesting to see what goes on in Vancouver. The Columbus Blue Jackets really had the best draft in my mind. They had one of the best drafts. They made great trades. the the big one, obviously, it finally happened. They traded Seth Jones the way he wanted out of Columbus. They trade him to Chicago and they got they got draft picks back and they got Adam Boquist back. And Again, that was a great pickup as well. And with 12th overall, Columbus drafted Cole uh, Cillinger, And I believe they had another first-rounder as well, the one from that trade. And they just had, again, a great, great draft. They picked Cillinger, and they picked—what a name this is. Colson? Coolman? Something like that. I'm sorry, I'm bad with pronunciation, as you all know. But they had a great—and they also— Traded Cam Atkinson to the Philadelphia Flyers for Jacob Voracek. So, again, maybe a change of scenery kind of there. But they had a great draft, great weekend, the Columbus Blue Jackets. An absolutely awesome weekend. And let's stay with the Flyers as they also uh, acquired Rasmus, as the Flyers now acquired Rasmus Russelainen from the Buffalo Sabres. So that was a big trade as well as uh robert Hag goes back to buffalo and i believe draft picks and draft picks were involved as well so russlein and finally gets out of buffalo like he wanted and he goes to the flyers and let's stay with this chain reaction here as sam Reinhart finally got it got out of buffalo as the buffalo sabers traded reinhardt to florida for a first round pick and a, goal te- and a rookie goaltender as well so again these are just some of the big moves and big trades that happened over the weekend because again there was a lot but Friday was a ton of fun holy hell was that fun it started with the and trade in the morning and then went to the OEL and Garland trade from Arizona to Vancouver and then the Seth Jones deal and the Seth Jones extension holy hell what like is that a good extension I don't really know like Seth Jones is a good defenseman he's a good defenseman but that money he got, wow, man. That money he got was a lot, to say the least. A lot. He got nine and a half AAV over seven years. That's a lot of money Seth Jones got. That is a lot of money Seth Jones got. And you got to think, like, what's the plan in Chicago now? Are they going for it? Like, a third. Not even. Over a third of their cap is in is in three players now in Jones, Tay's, and Kane. So you gotta think what's their plan in Chicago. And of course, uh the Color Colorado Avalanche, you still have a lot of questions, Landis Cog, Grubauer, they re signed Kel McCarr. To a big extension. Obviously, we all knew that was going to happen. Six years, nine million dollars a season, so fifty-four million dollars. Again, just a great piece of work by Colorado to get that move done as well. And now we're into some interesting times. Like I said, not just for your LA Kings, but for the whole league, because buyout window ends today, and free agency starts Wednesday. Well, the LA Kings aren't going to do any buyouts, but. Are they going to get the RFAs done? Are they going to re-sign Athens CU? Are they going to re-sign some other guys? And are they going to make the big splash? Are your LA Kings going to go for Jack Eichel? They're still rumored to be in there. They're rumored to be in on Deneau from Montreal. There's a lot of things, a lot of moving pieces here. A lot of moving pieces that could happen. And your LA Kings, I think you're they're in on a bunch of stuff. Rob Blake said, he's trying to make moves. He wants to add another top six forward to this team. And I'm sure if he could add another defenseman, he'd love to as well. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see how these next few days go. We're going to have a lot to talk about on Thursday's episode with free agency starting on Wednesday. It's going to be interesting to see what your LA Kings do. Again, I would love Landis Cog. That's the one I want. I want him. I want LA Kings to go sign him. But again, it's going to be very interesting to see what... Happens over the next couple days, and I, I just want to kind of end on a shittier note. But the end of the draft, man, it was such a good day for the NHL. It was such a good day for the NHL. All the trades, all the movement, the draft was going great. It was there was such such a great day for the NHL, a league that has kind of struggled to have great days. It was such a great day for the NHL. And then Mark Bergman of the Montreal Canadiens goes and drafts Logan Mayo 31st overall. And that is where the problem ensued. Because Logan Mayo of course has been a t- has been in heat this last week because of sexual allegations that came up of like he he shared photos that he shouldn't have and it's something that you can't do and a lot of teams had this came out, of course, publicly. A lot of teams had him on his do not on the do not draft list. He came out and said, "I don't want to be, I don't want to be drafted, because I have to learn from my mistakes. I don't want to be drafted." He came out and said that, and Mark Bergevin comes out and drafts him 31st overall at the end of the night on Friday night, and the Canadians already have a statement prepared to back their to like to protect them for drafting him. It's like if you have to prepare a statement for drafting a guy, you probably shouldn't draft the guy. The guy said he didn't want to, like, he didn't want to get drafted, and like it's horrible what he did. He didn't want to be a part of it, and like Montreal Canadiens and drafted him anyways. You see, other sports they have an opportunity for players to back out of the draft. The NHL doesn't have that. If the NHL had that, he would have just backed out. But you can't do that in the NHL. You're not allowed to back out. So Montreal still went and took them. And again, like, what does that say? It's just not a good look for the Montreal Canadiens. Just not a good look at all. And it was honestly a really shitty ending to what was a great day on Friday. It sucked. It sucked. And I hope I hope it gets resolved. But again, we will see what happens. It, it, it sucked. That's all you can say. Like, it ruined a great night. Because, again, what Logan Mayo did can't happen. It can't. And to see the Montreal Canadiens just kind of be okay with it, for lack of a better term, by going and drafting them, that's not okay. It's not okay. It's just not. Uh, I just wanted to point that, to throw that out there. It's It sucks. It ruined such a great night for the NHL. Such a great night for the NHL. It sucks, but... At this point, it kind of is what it is. But you hope that something happens from it. You really do. You really hope that something changes or Mayo says he doesn't want to play or something like that. Like, We'll see what happens. He knows he messed up. He knows he did something he shouldn't have done. But he didn't want to be a part of it and the Canadians have now made him a part of it. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. that. That was a shitty situation to end. What was otherwise a great day for the NHL and what was a great we- and what was a great weekend for the NHL as again your LA Kings just had a great great weekend drafting Clark Pinelli, Halanis and I forget the other guy's name the Russian defenseman his name escapes me right now cuz Chris Kers- Samsoff Chris Samsoff sorry just a great like Rob Blake Mark Janetti did an absolutely fantastic job in this draft they re-signed Trevor Moore as well now they've got to go out and make their big splash that they're going to. They have to go out and make the big splash now that they want to, that they've talked about. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens on Friday. Because I think there's still going to be a lot of movement. There's still going to be a lot of movement. Free agency starts Friday. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens here over the next few days. And I cannot wait to talk about it on Wednesday's episode. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it was so much fun these last few days. How great it was. I love all the movement. And we're going to get a lot more of it over these next few days. And I just can't wait to see what the LA Kings are going to do. Because they're going to be aggressive. They're going to go make moves. They were aggressive during the draft. And they're going to keep being aggressive like that. And I can't wait to see what Rob Blake has in store. I really can't. What tricks he has up his sleeves. I really can't wait to see what he does. And with all that being said. That is it here for episode 65 of season two of the King's Den. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This was a, lot, a ton of fun doing this episode because so much has been going on. It's so much fun to talk about with all that. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Kings Den THPN. And of course, don't forget to follow the hockey podcast network because of course we are presented by the hockey podcast network. Don't forget to follow them on Twitter and Instagram as well at HockeyPodNet, and don't forget to follow them on Facebook and YouTube. Just search the Hockey Podcast Network. And, of course, don't forget to check out Everyday Hockey, a new video series by Isha and Dylan, the co-creators of the Hockey Podcast Network. They do little videos every day about a topic in hockey, so go check that out as well. And, of course, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and review to not only the Kings Den, but to every other podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network because everyone is just doing so amazing around here. They're doing awesome. Everyone's draft coverage was awesome, just did great stuff. So go check out everyone's work because everyone is just killing it around the network. Go like, rate, subscribe, and review to not only us here at the Kingston, but to every other podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network. And with all that being said, I hope you have a great start to your week. There's a bunch of hockey news still coming out, so pay attention. It's going to be a lot of fun. Have a great start to your week. I hope you have a great weekend. Again, have a great start to your week. Third time's the charm. say on that. Uh, stay safe. Be well, and we will talk to you on Thursday for episode 66, sorry, season two.